Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome in Busted Open Nation here on this Saturday, the weekend edition of the Busted Open Podcast coming your way on this holiday season. Ho, 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 Mark Henry. Well, ho, ho, ho yourself. I'm Listen, this whole week was great, but brother, I I, I have to give the nod to uh, the WWE for its programming with Raw and SmackDown, uh, especially NXT this week. Absolutely, and that is what you will find inside this episode of Busted Open Radio. We, of course, will be giving you our weekly winner, and it very well may land in a WWE uh, uh, area. Uh, we also going to be talking about Mark Henry, what was one of the better promos of the year, courtesy of the one and only Daniel Bryan. Daniel was on fire, and it was very telling for Daniel Bryan to come out and, and mention his family. And when you, when a man brings his family into it, it's going to be a show. The family man, Daniel Bryan, the family man, The Miz, everything is hot. Weekly winner. And speaking of hot at the moment, hot flavor of the month, we have one of the best professional wrestlers in the world doing some of her very best work. And she's accompanied by her lovely daughter, Lacey Evans. Mark Henry is just killing it right now. And as awesome as Lacey Evans was, her daughter was equally as <laughs> dynamite. And I'm going to get a picture of her face growling and make me a T-shirt. Watch your back, WWE ladies. Little uh, little Miss Lacey Evans may be coming your way, coming for their paychecks sooner than rather than later. Plenty of that. The weekly winner, Daniel Bryan, Lacey Evans, and more coming your way on the weekend edition, Busted Open Radio Podcast Edition, starting right now. So let's get into what was a, a, an entertaining and eventful uh, SmackDown. I think I was kind of we were doing the pre-show call. What, what do you want to talk about? How we want to go? I two things that I, I I was juggling with: Lacey Evans' daughter, Daniel Bryan. Lacey Evans' daughter, Daniel Bryan. But we're oh. gonna start. We're gonna start with Daniel Bryan, uh, Mark Henry. And listen, what I really liked. More so than anything. And we'll get into the matches and what's going to happen in that triple threat and what we expect. And I know we got some callers waiting on the line and we will be getting to you. But what I really enjoyed, and we have some audio here, right, guys? I just want to make sure we have the audio of uh, Daniel Bryan's opening promo to start SmackDown. And there was a there was a real touch of realism to it. There was, of course, the still the shock of seeing the American Dragon back, right? And he kind of makes reference to that, the clean-shaven, uh, very young-looking Daniel Bryan, very spry-looking Daniel Bryan. Uh, 
there was just a lot of realism to it. There was a lot of authenticity, and I thought it really kicked off the night in the right direction. This is Daniel Bryan last night bringing some realism to professional wrestling. My daughter had seen me without any facial hair, without long hair, and when she saw me, she cried. She was scared. She looked at me like she didn't know who I was. Like she, all she knew was Daniel Bryan, the brand. And she didn't recognize me, but I recognized me. Because what I saw in that mirror was the man who had never main evented WrestleMania, who was never handed a damn thing, who had to fight and scratch and claw for every single thing he was given. That's the man that I saw in the mirror. Man, Mark, I, I, I love it for a couple of reasons. I love it. Uh, because you know the truth is, like, when he went home after he had to shave his beard and cut his hair, that truth about his daughter seeing him was 100% spot on. You know his daughter was like, what you know is that? Right. And who is that? And who, what is that? Who is, and, right. Who is this person? Exactly. And then also, right, the flip side of that, the 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 truth about what he was prior to the beard and the hair, which is yeah. a very good wrestler, one of the best in the world. But not a champion. The yes movement had not started yet, Mm-mm. and he was still too too. I mean, that Daniel let me, Bryan. Let me tell you. That, I'm gonna tell you yeah, who he ahead. was. I'm gonna tell you who he was. He was the guy that was promised to them a six foot, two hundred, two hundred ten pound grappler that just breathed money. Just, I mean, he's made of money. But they didn't get that. They got a guy five nine and a half, 180 pounds, that soaking wet with rocks in his pockets, and but still could work circles around people. That yeah. was charismatic, but he didn't look like what everybody thought a champion should look like. He didn't have all the physical tools that Vince McMahon looks at and goes, "Wow, that's our champion. That's our future champion right there." Mm. He, he he's he's not he's not that guy, but what he is is what we've grown to love and understand as being a guy that's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, a right. guy that has uh, held titles out the yin yang, who is responsible for moments in pro wrestling history that would not have happened if it hadn't been him doing it. Daniel Bryan is a great franchise, business-starting talent. And we got to see that in that promo. Yeah. And I'm telling you, there's one of my the highlights uh, of watching the entire program. Yeah, no question. And and going back to like what he was before the beard and the hair, Mark Henry, that version of Daniel Bryan was getting bro-kicked by Sheamus at WrestleMania in what, like six seconds and losing his title? Now, I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, the, the stark contrast between the Daniel Bryan that we knew when he first, well, first, but those first few years in the WWE, the, the contrast between that and the wild man, the, the out out in the wild, right, the, the bearded uh, hippie that was Daniel Bryan, those cr- ter- excuse me, career trajectories were completely different, right? So he calls back to that. And, and you know, another thing that I liked, 
is he bonded himself to the crowd because he's even saying like, yo, even my own family, my daughter doesn't remember me when I was coming up like that, but you do. And he, and he kind of links himself to the mm-hmm. crowd like, like, you know me more than my own daughter. And you know, and you watched me come up and what I had to grind for. And nobody, and, and nobody believed in me and everyone counted me out and I wasn't a champion and I had nothing. That's what I saw. And that is all realism, Mark Henry. That is all true. And that is exactly what we talk about when we talk about psychology and we talk about building emotion. I, I really thought that was a masterful promo by Daniel Bryan. Oh, my God, we talk about masterful promos. Speaking of masterful promos, uh, there's, you know, the promo of the decade. Yes, you uh, see that on the uh, Fox account? I saw that. Um, and your, your, your tag team partner just said it is on that ballot. Uh, and rightfully so, Mark Henry. And um, I'm not saying that, you know, <laughs> I would vote for me, but if I had a vote... <laughs> um, you know, this Daniel Bryan promo could be in that, could be on that ballot. It, it just moved me. It was one of those emotional, like it pulls you in emotionally. And I'm thinking about what he said word for word. Like my daughter didn't know who I was, but all of you. Yep. When I pulled the hood down, you knew who it was. And man, that just that's that's one of those uh you in church preacher moments. Right. Preach preacher. Say that. <laughs> you ain't never told a lie. You know, just like the stuff that I've heard in church. Uh, yeah, well he's he's got that. I mean, he has that ability, right? To hold the crowd in the palm yeah. of his hand to keep all eyes on him and then to deliver in an impassioned way to where you believe it. He has the power of belief. He can get you to believe just about anything. And it is why you called him a first ballot Hall of Famer. He is he is a generational talent. And it's uh it's really just I mean, we, we talk about Daniel Bryan so often on the show. Obviously, we're the Saturday show, we're following SmackDown, so we're gonna talk about him a lot, right? But it is just nice to have the man back. I feel like I, I hope we're not taking that for granted because the, that that stretch of those years when we didn't have him, I think we're we're finally getting to realize just again how special he was through the hemp belt and that title run and the environmental, the new Daniel Bryan to this. There's just it's so exciting because there's just so many options when you have a talent like Daniel Bryan. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Mark, you know, before we get into The Miz and this relationship with Daniel Bryan, uh, I want to get your thoughts on something. And I do want to hear from the listeners as well. And this involves the Yes Movement and... What we're seeing with Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan cuts this promo. We, we, we talked about it. It's what we spent the last uh, segment talking about, right? And it was heartfelt. It was emotional. It was talking about the old Daniel Bryan and the, the, the fact that, you know, this, this, the way he looks now was the, the version of himself that hadn't accomplished anything, that hadn't main evented WrestleMania, that hadn't become the world champion and done all the great things that Daniel Bryan has done, right? And then kind of juxtaposed to that, to go alongside that is, this visual of him still having something to do, Mark Henry, with the Yes Movement, the crowd is still responding to it. He's still selling it. He's still throwing up the Yes Movement fingers, the yes, yes, yes. My point is, Mark, in a very long-winded way, I guess, is as this is happening, I can't help but think, no, I don't want to see this. Like, I, I love what the Yes Movement was, but if we're talking about 
you know, Daniel Bryan going back to, I don't, not necessarily the American Dragon, but Daniel Bryan going back to that version that we had seen before the Yes Movement, it just feels like he's so talented and he's so creative and he's so much bigger than a place in time. Mark, we lived with the Yes Movement for years. For me, it feels like it, it, it should be time to focus on something else with Daniel Bryan. Am I being too critical? And, and, and I guess the other question would be, is the Yes Movement just so damn big that there's nothing you can do to move away from it because it's always going to be a part of Daniel Bryan's story. No, I'm, I'm a, the, I'll answer the latter first. Yes, there'll always be a Daniel Bryan yes movement. That yeah. the yes movement is bigger than wrestling. It's, it doesn't happen that often, but yeah. it's something that connects with the audience that the audience chooses, not something that was pushed on you. The audience embraced that and made it. A whole decade of pro wrestling uh, is... Yes, movement people. They and they always will be. It's it's uh it's in the DNA of pro wrestling now. Right. Um the first part of Daniel Bryan found he like when he cut the beard off. I mean when 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 Bray Wyatt pulled all the hair out and he had to, you know, come back as the guy that was underneath, that was something that was coming. Like it it was gonna happen eventually. Like, I didn't think it would be this soon, but it's here. Nobody expected Daniel Bryan to be anything other than a small, serviceable guy that can go out and have a good match with anybody and maybe bring somebody along for the ride. Mm. Daniel mentioned that because he exceeded people's expectation, namely Vince. Namely Hunter, namely all the powers that be in the brass and in the office of the WWE. He succeeded in spite of his size, in spite of nobody believing in him. Daniel Bryan was bringing to y'all's attention last night in a roundabout way. Look at me, I'm somebody. Remember that. When you judge the next smaller guy, he might be a superstar in the making. Don't place your entire emphasis of success on how big a person is, but the talent of the individual. And, Ryan, I don't know if you listened to the show yesterday, but I'm high on Orange Cassidy being over. This, I mean, he's the same size as Daniel Bryan, just a, l- a little smaller, but virtually the same size. He's over as hell as anybody in that company. I mean, maybe not Jericho stratosphere, but right. his reactions are grander than anybody else that appears on their programming. And he was in dark. That wasn't on television. All right. The, the the clips that people have seen on the internet and the conversation that we had about the match where he was involved. But Daniel Bryan is the guy that sets the table for everybody like him. And Daniel's reminding them in that promo that that was an issue. And he wanted to get that shit off his chest. I can, yeah. I know it. I felt it. I felt that more than I felt everything else that he was saying. Well, 
it's always best when art imitates life, right, Mark? It is. Right. And a lot of times we get it the other way around. Mm. But you gotta you gotta have life imitate what's blatantly in our face. Like we 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 our intellect is so high, we're so smart that we don't allow our instincts, and you know you can you can almost consider it the force <laughs> since we on since we here. I like it, but faith <laughs> and feelings is what in your instincts is what give you that what we call, you know, for lack of a better term, the force. Yeah. And Daniel Bryan has it in spades. His belief and understanding of the of the business, his his understanding of the business and his belief in himself meet somewhere along the lines when he walks through those ropes. And the crowd can feel it. Just the sight of him. You, you, the yes, yes, yes chance started. And and he and Miz, they work so good together because they're two brilliant minds, one. But the I talk about the psychology of Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan showed that last night in the match when there was a point where he was doing the yes kicks. And then Miz came in. And Miz was like, wait a minute, hold up, let me join this party. And he did the yes kicks. And then all of a sudden, you get Baron Corbin coming back in, switch, switch, and now both of them have a guy on the ground giving the yes kicks at the same time. And when it got to the point to where, and and Daniel knew this before he ha- before it happened because he saw it, he said, once we get the, oh, y'all slide out. And that's the masterful job of psychology that Daniel Bryan added to that match that you would you didn't expect when you saw the package. And once you unwrapped it, <laughs> I like it's Christmas time. I had to throw that in there. Well, I'll say this about let that sink uh, in. Let that sink in for a second. Okay. <laughs> I, want, so. I want to say this. I want to say this though, uh, Mark, as we're talking about Daniel Bryan and the Miz, and we're talking about art imitating life and and the realism of what we're seeing. Now, we were kind of talking about this during break from the standpoint of the relationship between Daniel Bryan and Miz. Obviously, it's a long one. There's a long history there. It goes back to even before talking smack, long before that. Obviously, when Daniel Bryan came over from NXT and he, he was being mentored by the Miz, they, they share a very long history. But it, 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 I find it so interesting, Mark, to find where they sit right now as we talk about art imitating life. Daniel Bryan talking about his daughter and his daughter seeing him without his beard for the first time and then flip around and we go to the Miz who clearly uh, is now a family man, which I just, listen, I have been, we talked about this last week. I've been high on the Miz for quite a while now, and it wasn't always that way, but he earned my respect years ago. And I, and I truly think he's one of the best professional wrestlers in the entire world right now. But this layer, this family man layer that's developed the last couple of years through 
through art imitating life. I mean, this is actually happening, right? If you would have told me 10 years ago that we would have been sitting, sitting here, a baby-faced Miz, essentially, with a family to protect and, and this extra layer of care, right? I, I, I feel like we can acknowledge, Mark, that Daniel Bryan and Miz are never going to be friends. But I think we are now seeing a commonality between the relationships with their families. They're both fathers. They're both veterans. They have this history. I feel like we could be watching the, and this isn't the birth, but it kind of is the birth in the sense of this new rivalry where we watch Daniel Bryan and the Miz carry a story for the next couple years where they're not necessarily enemies, but they are respectful competitors, very much like, oh, I, I, I don't know who I want to draw comparisons to, but there are former, you know what I'm talking about, Mark, there are rivalries in this business that go year after year after year that, that don't have the venom. It's just about competition. And I can see that developing between Daniel Bryan and The Miz. Yeah, and, and you know, this is something that's going to have legs because the two people are just so damn good. But I, yeah. I told you I told you when we talked earlier, when he zips that jacket and puts those sunglasses on, I just can't like him. <laughs> so he's got to get just, rid of him or what? I, I, I don't, you ain't got to get rid of him, but you ain't got to make me like it. And, you know, just... <laughs> I'm just never going to be that guy. I mean, like if I if, when I see Miz doing a promo, and there's no, you know, he's kind of Miz TV Miz. I can tolerate that because I know what it is. But this guy that climbs up on the ropes and zips the jacket and has the sunglasses on. <sighs> what about Daddy Miz? Daddy Miz is good. I like Daddy Miz. That's what I'm Miz. saying. Well, that, that feels like that's where we're headed, right? Daddy Daniel Bryan and Daddy Miz fighting for their families, competing for the their name and for their legacy. I mean, this is an mm. added layer to these two that, I, like I said, I wouldn't have predicted 10 years ago specifically from the Miz. So it's exciting in the sense where they've got the history, and this is something that the WWE doesn't always do uh, because it's not their fault. They don't, Sometimes people don't stick around long enough or they don't hold their place long enough. These are guys that have been damn near the top for for a decade as we close in on the end of this decade, Mark Henry, and they have a shared story that goes back years, and it feels like this story is just getting started. And for me, that's exciting. But the, the biggest thing that we're, we're forgetting is Daniel Bryan and The Miz both for over five years have been on TV with their significant others yes. before kids. Yep. And then once they've had kids, all of these fans have been – there for the birth they've been there for the uh every every week of that kid's existence they right. feel like they know the kids already they know the they know dan that daniel's daughter's nickname is birdie they 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 know all of the stuff that that we know because of total divas and every other show 24 7 you name a show on wwe programming and Daniel Bryan and and, and uh, Nikki Bella have been on it, so yeah, it, it's it's you know the same thing with Miz and Maurice. Everybody knows that they have children, and that the child they get to see the children on a daily basis. 
If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. So what do you think, Mark? Let's get into uh, this ongoing development or this character development, I should say, of one Lacey Evans. Uh, Listen, one of the best heels that I have seen this decade, bar none, uh, very akin to if I was going to say like top heel work. Uh, you can throw Sasha in there, but Sasha's been in a weird place r- uh, lately. But when I think of, like, top female heels in the business, uh, Alexa Bliss and Lacey Evans, for me, are as good as it gets in terms of when they are playing a heel. There's no breaking. There's no cracking. There's no stuttering. There's just this complete understanding of what they want to project and what they want to be and how they want to be hated. And Lacey was outstanding at that. But, you know, flip side of that is... You want to show, obviously, what you're capable of. You want to walk both lines. And then this this baby face version of Lacey, what we're seeing, Mark, she's really, I really feel like she's starting to take a parallel road or you can compare the character development. And they're not the same, but I think you're going to appreciate what I'm saying here. Very Kevin Owens-esque in the sense that they might be damn near the best heels on their respective rosters, but in terms of the family, in terms of their history and pathway to the business, they are insanely good as a babyface as well. I'm really enjoying this character development and this road that Lacey Evans seems to be on as this as this family woman. I, I don't think that um, it's, it's talent development or it's WWE development or it's wrestling. It's I just think her. that it's true to life. Her developing into what she really is, yep. uh, the metamorphosis, is, is it happens every now and then. It happened with Steve Austin. It happened with Becky Lynch. And I think that the next one for a, a drastic developmental change that's brought on by life is her. Yep, yep. Um, I agree. People knowing who she is and what she is and where she came from um, and the fact that her husband is military and he can travel wherever she goes and um, they, they travel a lot together as a family. Um, you'll, you won't just see her daughter as a plant in the crowd at one or two shows. Her, her daughter is homeschooled. She's a homeschooled mom. So her daughter has to, her daughter has to go with her because she's teaching as, as, as well as many moms out there do multiple jobs. So there, there are moms out there that are, um, not only working, you know, nine to five or working their own schedules, owning their own businesses and so forth. But they're teaching the kids. They're cooking, they're cleaning, they're doing the books, they're uh, preparing the schedules for everybody to succeed and be on the same page. Uh, and, and, I, and I understand that Lacey is, is, she's not only a representative of women in wrestling, she's a, an example for the working mom. She's a uh, she's an example for what the military uh, is to the WWE in this country. Um, she she's she's so multiple and so versatile that 
it's only a matter of time before everybody finds out and sees. And, and, and I always say it, and it's such a simple metaphor, but cream rises to the top. Yep. The tallest tree gets the most wind. The more that people see it and start to be brought into it, how can you hate that? Steve Austin, he drank beer. He ran to the ring and he flipped the bird at the at the establishment. Who didn't want to do that? Lacey is is so much like Steve in these parallel worlds that we don't even see why that is. I'm 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 giving you the why that is, not how or when it happened. I'm telling you, this woman. The, the why is the important, most important thing. You, you, you didn't always want to be in the ring with Steve because you knew what that was going to lead to, a, a good ass whooping. <laughs> but you wanted to be Steve. He was revered as much as he was respected. How many people get that? Do you do you do you res- you got to fear that right hand? You got to feel that one fear that woman's right, but you respect the soldier that she was. You respect the mother that she is, and you're damn sure gonna respect the wrestler that Lacey Evans is. So, Mark, how? Because we got a taste of it last night, right? Uh, what are the legs? possibly on this feud developing between Sasha and Lacey, because it really, it feels like a natural fit. It didn't, didn't it, wasn't it fun? I mean, yeah. like as a, as a wrestling fan, uh, there's so many things going on um, that, that really sparked my interest. And I think that the best thing in wrestling right now is the women's movement um, and adding the developing women's movement. We'll, we we're comfortable with Ronda Rousey and Becky and Charlotte and Oscar. Maybe 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 too comfortable, Mark Henry. Yeah, but but look what's happening. Yeah, every week we're getting introduced. Now Rhea Ripley is starting to shine. Mm-hmm. Now you got Lacey Evans being being brought up to the forefront of our awareness for pro wrestling, and. I don't want anybody, and I want y'all to listen very good. Do not think for one second, and I said this yesterday, the women's movement at NXT did not end with Rhea Ripley winning the title. Shayna Baszler is miserable right now. This is... I'm talking about Rocky three looking in the mirror. What in the hell happened? How did I let this happen? First, she's going to beat herself up about it. And then she's going to want to beat somebody up about it. And who is that going to be? Yeah. Rhea Ripley. So don't, don't expect this to be a long title reign for Rhea because Shannon's going to make her life miserable. But the movement is what we're talking about. And that movement is to see a Shayna Baszler 
be brought up in the same conversation with those other women that we mentioned at the top. Nia Jax is at home healing up, y'all. Yep. She's healing up. I see her working out on social media. She's 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 just about ready. Now yeah. she she she's physically ready. She got to knock off the ring rust, and and we got another one. There's about twelve women that can carry it, guys. How exciting is that? No, absolutely. And and you bring up uh, uh, Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler. I want to. We're gonna hit more on that when we jump into our weekly winner uh, up in hour three because I want to get more into that and the possibility of potentially Shayna being called up. I know you think Shayna is gonna come back for her title, called but. Up. Well, She's listen, over. Mark. I Mark, I know, and that's exactly why I think it might happen from the standpoint. And again, we'll we'll, we'll talk about this in hour three. But you know, Ronda Rousey is on the sidelines somewhere. We know the relationship between Shayna and Ronda. WrestleMania season is coming up. I don't think Ronda is going to miss WrestleMania. I have nothing to base that off of, other than knowing Ronda from you know my my life in mixed martial arts. Right? I know she doesn't like to sit too much. I know she's working on having a kid. Mm. But if she doesn't get pregnant, or if that's necessarily maybe that's not exactly on her terms or plans right now she is going to come back and if she comes back maybe she needs a new look and maybe that new look is Shayna Baszler I don't know uh, again let's mm-hmm. let's plug that because I want to continue this conversation on uh, Lacey and what we saw last night with Sasha one of our favorite callers and one of our favorite tweeters uh, and one of NWA's biggest fans Marcus Gurley he hit us up on Twitter and he made a really good point he said I never saw Lacey as a heel anyway everything about her screams real American hero I want Sergeant Slaughter to pass the torch to her I, I love the line about slaughter but it, listen I, I definitely always thought about her as a heel because she was just incredible I just thought she just oozed charisma but Marcus does make a great point Mark it, it really feels like Lacey was tailor-made for this role yeah I, I mean golly Whew, man she is that but I don't know if you want to make her stars and stripes I think that you you don't paint her in stars and stripes you 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 paint her as an ultra talented human being that's doing six or seven jobs at once. Why are you yeah. complaining about one job when I yeah. carry five or six of them? I can appreciate that. Like pull your bootstraps <laughs> up, wipe yeah. your face, and get your butt in line. Let's go. That's who she is. She's like a military. It. I'm bro. Like I've been on tours with her. And she's like, she becomes this, she she wasn't like the boss of nobody, but she's a leader. And do you, oh, sorry, go ahead. And I, I will, I will be led by somebody that can do the job. That's the thing about her that's going to keep her from being a heel is because so many people respect what she does. You don't have to like her. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Sure, she, sure. You're you're benefiting from her being there. When I went well, to Orlando and she was one of the talent trainers down in, in Orlando before she was brought up to NXT, she was calling the shots. They let they like Lacey, let him go. And she would line up and and just go into full military mode. And you could not help but do what the hell she said because you could tell she knew what she was talking about it and she could teach you. 
I don't have no qualms whatsoever with, with homeschooling because my kid was homeschooled. Jacob and Joe uh, were homeschooled um, until they both went to first grade. Okay. And Jacob until the fifth grade, fourth grade. Lacey is, I guarantee you, her daughter is so ahead because she's not stopping at age appropriate. She is she is teaching her as much as she can consume. And that's the way it is in wrestling. She is excelling so fast because now she's in the ring with the elite. Right. Like when she was in the ring with people that were the same as her, then she couldn't get it in. But the development is she's in the ring with the elites. And when anytime you have somebody that learns at the at the rate that she learns, she's gonna take over eventually. And look at her body. Have you seen how much muscle she's put on? She's incredible. She's training. You could t- she, bro, no grass is growing under this woman's feet. Like, does she have a weakness? <laughs> and when uh, you that fight is a, somebody. That's a, that's a great question. Does she have a weakness? Because I don't know. If does she, she does have a weakness? I don't see it. I don't see I it. I don't see a weakness. And no. every woman that steps in the ring with her needs to really be in good condition and needs to start getting in the gym because she's looking stronger and stronger every week. I guess – when you said, is there a weakness, I, I think back to the history of Lacey. She's had some um, borderline controversies with maybe working too stiff or causing a couple injuries, but I always chalk that up to that's just the business. So, I don't. Th- yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I'm with you. I never looked at that as necessarily a bad thing. Those things are going to happen. You know what I mean? If anything, it's yeah. a testament to how passionate she is and how she wants to deliver the best product possible. And that, and again, that's why I kind of likened her to Kevin Owens. You talk about the respect factor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just I see a lot of similarities between those two. And 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 I mean, I laid out my case, but uh, yeah, I just I I, I I I maybe I don't know about the ceiling. I think they both have an incredible ceiling. Lacey is obviously doesn't have the feuds yet that Kevin has had, but uh, no. I think they're waiting in the wings. And I feel like Mark, I feel like Sasha is going to be a great foil for Lacey Evans. I, I think, you know, you talk about the styles make fights standpoint of it. You know, Lacey is broad shouldered, a little bit larger. Sasha is theoretically a little more quick and a little more agile, a little more cunning and a little more villainous and willing to mix it up in that regard. I just, I like on paper and I like when you see them in the ring together, as far as the eye test goes, I, I really like the idea of those two feuding for a while like what you're hearing catch busted open live monday through saturday from 9 a.m to noon eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 or on demand with the sirius xm app the landscape of pro wrestling is evolving which means more options for fans so many activities mark henry and ryan mckinnell are here to answer the difficult questions what was the best show this week you ain't first you're last the week's over so get over this is the busted open weekly winner <laughs> gabby <laughs> you're killing me on the the, the g chat because now that i i read it she says i'm starving and yeah, we we can't talk about Cheesecake Factory and Cajun Please, Chicken Please, let's noodles. let's don't talk yeah, about we, food. We no gotta more. talk. We, we gotta talk about our weekly winner. This is gonna get out of hand. I am legitimately starving. It's on the West Coast out here. The show starts at six a.m. for me. I don't got time to go get breakfast. Oh man, I know the mimosas will be not samosas or whatever you said. Mimosas coming next. Even though I'm not a big drinker, I do on Saturday. Gotta 
get ready for the weekend. All right, Mark. So speaking of getting ready for the weekend, as we get ready for the weekend, that means we close the week on the professional wrestling world, and we are giving the world our weekly winner. And, of course, we want to hear from you, Nation. But I I got a feeling that we are all going to be very much in the same ball, uh, the same court, I should say, with this one, Mark. I'm going to let you go first. What was your best show of the week? Oh, man. I mean, it's it's hard to bet against it, but NXT – Yep. was such a good show. Damn, it was a good show. Uh, the way that it started, you know, having bona fide stars come out, mm-hmm. and it, it and then right across the street, you had in uh, AEW, and what did they do to quit to answer that? They put bona fide stars out there in the beginning. It's a competition, guys. They're going tat for tat, toe for toe, and that is something that we're going to get more of now in the future because um, they're going to try to do as many shows as they can with no interruptions, no commercial breaks, limited commercial breaks, if you will. Uh, You'll see the picture-in-picture type of deals. Nobody wants to lose an audience, And, and that audience might be of one. They're fighting for each individual person watching pro wrestling on that night. So, number one, I would have to say NXT. Number yeah, two, I yeah, I would have I have to give AEW the nod. And I thought last night's show was above Raw. Yep, I do. I agree. So those are my top four. But like they like we said last week. The ballad of Ricky Bobby. If you ain't first, you're last. If you ain't first, <laughs> you're last. Yeah, and and Mark, I there's no way I am not picking uh, NXT to be the show, uh, the weekly winner. I should say. I just first of all, it was one of the better NXTs of the entire year, and you're gonna have that, right? You're gonna have that when you have this culmination of the story of Rhea Ripley. That is that is obviously gonna resonate on a larger level, especially with the match. Uh, that those two had. But then you think back to the way that the show kicked off and the fact that we are leading, or at least I was leading with Ripley and Baszler in terms of why I love this show so much. The fact that the men kicked off with a title match and it wasn't just the men, it was Adam freaking Cole versus Finn freaking Balor. And they put on, uh, it was a primer. It felt like, yes, Mark, I know it was a title match and, 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 and it was a great title match and it was exciting, but obviously it ends with a little bit of controversy. Gargano comes out, Cole hits him with the nut shot, then you get your finish. It wasn't the cleanest of finishes, but again, we weren't expecting a clean finish. At least I wasn't. Uh, what we got, Mark, was a primer and and and, and a bit of a, a taste of what we can expect when Finn Balor um, and Adam Cole mix it up again in the future. But the question I guess I'll throw to you, Mark, with Gargano coming out, I, I don't necessarily feel like that we're going to see Cole and Balor again anytime soon necessarily in a one-on-one spot because it looks like Gargano and uh, Balor have some unfinished business to take care of. You know, they you can see that they definitely have unfinished business, but don't think for one second that anybody's safe. Yeah. Because Johnny had a look on his face like we, we hadn't seen in a while uh, or ever. Yeah. Normally you see him like vagarious and, you know, wanting to show you up. He had a dark look on his face like 
if I'm not going to be champion, nobody's going to be champion. That psycho type of look. And, brother, it is not going to be a good day for the rest of those guys until he gets that title back. Yeah, listen, you know, one of the things, as we're talking about here, giving you our weekly winner, and I'm with you, I would probably have had AEW second. I just, I, there, I do, I'm starting to develop some concerns with AEW, Mark, because as much as I did enjoy different parts of AEW over the, uh, or I didn't say over the weekend, but on Wednesday, and I really liked what, you know, Jungle Boy had to do. I, I thought that was a great uh, expose, if you will, for Jungle Boy and, and where he might go. I, I liked the tag match between uh, Cody and Darby and, and the Blade and the Butcher. That was that was pretty good. And there were, there were a couple of things also that I liked, but I, I do wonder as we enter, I mean, what, the, the the next quarter of AEW's existence because it's still so fresh and they're still, you know, trying to get their feet underneath them. Two things, the number of factions that we're dealing with and the, the what, you know, how clouded that sort of landscape can get. And I guess number two, and this is a bigger concern of mine, I think that those guys, and when I say those guys, and you can throw girls in there as well, but when I'm talking about the AEW OGs, like the originals, the guys that the, the reason that AEW exists, and I'm talking about the Young Bucks, I'm talking about Cody, uh, I'm talking about Omega, and, and Jericho as well, but, but for this conversation, I just want to use Omega and the Young Bucks, and, and maybe even like the Lucha Brothers. Mark, these guys are going out here, and they're taking L's, right? And, and, and I, I understand why they're doing it. They feel they're secure enough in their place in the business that they can go out and they can take some L's and they're still going to hold their place and they're still going to be strong and they can help people out and they can put people over and they don't need to worry about wins and losses. I, I'm starting to think that might not be the case. I'm starting to think we need to see. I, I think they've been holding on to it like they've been waiting to go on their runs. Like I definitely expect the Young Bucks to be champions and be champions for a long time. But these guys need to start winning soon, right? You know what? I, I I think it's about the performance, and I think it's okay. about uh, if you're going to build somebody, don't build somebody that the people are not ready for that person to be built. That's the important thing. Okay. Um, I look at it like I see Orange Cassidy, and he's in dark matches. And he, he has the best reaction on the show other than Jericho and Cody. And that's, that includes Kenny Omega and all the rest of them. Why is he not getting the natural push? Give the people what they want. And I guarantee you, you just have to think more. You have to be more creative. And you have to be, um, you have to know how, which I, they have about five or six guys um, in the production staff that I know can build it. I've seen them do it. Right. So let Arn and uh, Dean Malenko and, and, and those guys, Dustin, like let them build Orange Cassidy. They know how to do it. And then you get to the office, you get to the brass and the, the Bucks and Cody and, um, you know, like Mr. Khan and all the people that's involved at the top. Right. Like – Give the kid, give give Cassidy a shot, like to help. I mean, he's he may have to start using his hands a little more. <laughs> well, wouldn't that defeat the purpose of what we know? We've come no, to no, expect no, from no, Orange no, Cassidy. No. Okay, no, but if 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 somebody starts 
um, I, I man, I would do so much creative stuff and I would start with, you know, having somebody rip his pocket and he can't put his hands in his pockets. And now he <laughs> starts looking at his hands and he's looking at them and somebody comes and throws a punch and he blocks the punch and he, he looks like, Oh my God, I could do that. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You have to think. Yeah. yeah and that's, yeah. that's what makes wrestling great. And everybody can't do that, but I know the people over there that can, and I know it could be done. So until it gets done, I'm going to be a little bit set back. All right. Let's, uh, let's follow up with our weekly winner here because we both agree that NXT had the show of the week, and we got David in Atlanta that wants to talk some NXT. It was a great show. There were plenty of moments to take away from it. What do you think, David? What's up, man? Welcome into Busted Open here on this uh, Saturday edition. Guys, in reflecting, especially over the past, year looking forward in the next decade yeah in the words of Shawn michaels i got two words for you adam cole baby (laughs) guys in 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 the history of watching wrestling i've watched i'm 34 i've watched wrestling since i was around eight or nine yeah i had the i had a first on wednesday that i've never had happen before and mark right if y'all ever had this happen tell me when adam cole and finn were fighting and finn came off that top rope and Adam Cole threw that super kick. For the first time ever I had an experience, I saw Shawn Michaels and Adam Cole's ring gear. I, I, it was the weirdest feeling. I literally said the form, the extension, the hair. I just saw Shawn Michaels. It was the craziest thing. I've never felt anything like that before. These two have had such a parallel career. The only difference was that Adam Cole was more on the independence and Shawn Michaels was more WWE. But, Mark, let me throw it to you. He's on the verge of becoming what Shawn Michaels could be. He could literally take the mantle of showstopper, icon. He could even be Mr. WrestleMania Part 2 again someday. I get the feeling, just like with DX, Shawn had to go away for an injury. I don't know what he would have done if he'd stayed. But what does Adam Cole have to do to be that main event guy that, Undisputed Era or not, the entire world knows his name and the entire world wants to see him in the last match of WrestleMania? Well, frankly, they've already done it. When he comes out, and we're going to work on your map, too. Adam Cole, Bebe is three words. But anyway, um, <laughs> the, um, it, it was funny to me that you said that you saw Shawn Michaels in his gear because the whole – they're like DX all over again. Do it, do it, for, you're right. They don't have a woman – that's you know an imposing presence and they don't stick to comedy they don't do a lot of no. you know Sean and hunter and and x-pac were really silly and it came across and people loved it and as much as you hated them you liked them too you, you couldn't wait to see them come back out and adam cole is is a wrestler that um he's living his best life uh, I voted, I had a vote, and I voted for them as best match, Johnny Gargano and, and Adam Cole in, um, in Toronto. Is takeover. The match takeover that I, I, yeah. I said was the best match of the year. And um, I, I, I based that off the fact that not just the action – 
But the the storytelling and how interested I was in the match and how at least twice in that match, I sat with with Dave and Alex and I cringed where I put my hand over my eyes. <laughs> I mean, it's not a horror movie. It was wrestling. But they got me. And that's the thing that makes him special, not just the physical attributes. Uh, he's already a bona fide star and can carry any brand. And and that's the thing that I think about. When I say any brand, I mean, there's so much wrestling today. I'm not talking about just WWE programming. All right. You take Adam Cole and put him on any brand. And then you tell me what you see. Well, I mean, it's we've seen it, Mark. Only time, only three-time Ring of Honor World Champion to ever live. Uh, he was Bullet Club in New Japan. He was Pro Wrestling Gorilla. He was CZW. I mean, when you look at what Adam Cole has done, I mean, he was brought up the right way. And, and I should mention, thank you for the call, David. We do appreciate it. Uh, this is going to get us into some interesting territory here for the next couple minutes because, uh, listen, Mark, maybe you can uh, extrapolate on this because Adam Cole is 30 years old. Now, I understand that NXT needs talent to push that brand there on TV now. Adam Cole is one of the best things you have, if not the best thing that you have on NXT right now. My thing is, is I have been saying this, like I shouldn't be able to say, I said, what, what was the, I know there's going to be some fans out there that know exactly what I'm talking about, but I think it was best in the world 2012 when O'Reilly and Cole mixed it up and O'Reilly split Cole's lip all the way up to his nostril. I mean, it was a brutally, brutally stiff match. I think it only went like 17, 18 minutes for the time that they were given and my point is it made a lasting impression on my mind and I remember saying then it was seven or eight years ago that Adam Cole in a couple years would be ready for the Wrestlemania main event and I wasn't being hyperbolic I think right now Adam Cole is ready for the Wrestlemania main event he doesn't skip a beat he is ultra confident when he's in the ring his mic skills yep. and his mic worker at the top of the food chain he has a great look I will say he's a little undersized but Mark we're, we're at an era where I don't think that's the be-all, end-all. Cole is clearly at the top of the food chain. I understand there's an semblance and an understanding that you have to pay your dues. But, Mark, when are we going to see Adam Cole at the top, like truly at the top? Because, Mark, he's ready. You know what? I don't know. Um, but as far as the wrestling landscape, he is at the top. Right. I mean, look at what we're talking about right now. We're talking about him. Best show of the week, right? We could, and he's we, could, the, we could be talking. Right. We could be talking about hundreds of guys. Yep. Not only we're we talking about the show of the week, and him being the lead in in that whole deal, he and Johnny Gargano. But we're talking about. We just mentioned the fact that I, I had him in my match of the year. Yep. Over everything, Raw SmackDown. Like he 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 was he had the best match of the year, and if you took the top matches of the last five years, that match in at Takeover in in Toronto was stand up. Agreed. So I Doesn't mean, get, it's, yeah, he he's a he's he's already that outlandish. Um, stand at the top talent is just now when is you when are you going to see him hold the world heavyweight title or the universal title uh the intercontinental title 
when 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 are you going to see him standing next to the statue of Andre or win the greatest tag team tournament or when are you going to see him uh hold the uh the 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 best wrestler in the world Saudi like i mean there's there's hundreds there's dozens of 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 titles and awards and stuff that he could win but w- when is that going to happen is a good question because well, that's why we keep watching i think he's already there and ready it's just you know it's not my company that's true. That is true. Not our company, but we are fans. And we do get to watch and we do get to consume it. And we get to follow along and, and the trajectory, excuse me, the career trajectory and the arc of all, a lot of these people that we've grown to love over the years is why we watch. Right. And the payoff is, yeah. well, the payoff is so very sweet. I guess the good news is, is where he's at right now. He's at the top of the food chain at NXT is, which is right where he should be. And, and common logic would suggest that when he lands uh, somewhere else, that he will then be at the top of the food chain there because every single place that Adam Cole has went. He has been at the top of the food chain. Truly one of the best. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.